Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So you guys heard from me yesterday uh, about my thoughts on the raid against President Trump, this weaponization against President Trump, this weaponization against all of us, right? Because whether you hate Trump or you love him, it's just like how when we stood with Brett Kavanaugh, whether you thought he was the best candidate or not for the Supreme Court, you could not let them win. So whether you want President Trump to be the nominee for 2024 or not, that's besides the point. We have to stand with President Trump now against this weaponization of government. We have to stand with him against the Biden regime from becoming a banana republic, from becoming a third world country, because the Biden regime is an authoritarian regime. For the first time ever, they have targeted a former president. They have sent the FBI to his personal house. This cannot stand in America. And the time to stand up is now. The time to speak out is now before it's too late, before we lose the opportunity to do so. So with that, I'm going to bring in Stephen Miller, the former senior advisor to President Trump and president of America First Legal. It's a conservative nonprofit committed to upholding America First principles and also fighting the left's radical and lawless agenda, which we are seeing unfold in America today. So with that, here's Stephen Miller. So Stephen Miller, uh, I mean, I think we were all watching last night and reading the news in disbelief. Uh, what has America become? Well, we're now basically a third world country. We just have a little bit more money and we have a much larger national debt. But in terms of the state of our law enforcement system in this country, 
we very much resemble a third world country. Because what do we have? We have bloodshed and violence and gangs marauding in our streets, unimpeded by law enforcement. Right? DOJ isn't uh, running around the country dismantling violent street gangs and organized crime that have whole communities held hostage and in terror. But at the same time, what we do have is a Department of Justice that has now been fully weaponized as an instrument to target, harass, bully, and their goal destroy their political enemies and the enemies of the Democrat Party. And so this raid on the private residence of President Donald Trump is the most shocking and most galling, abhorrent escalation that we could possibly imagine in that campaign. This has been building, of course, for some time. We've all watched it. We don't have enough time here or anywhere really outside of probably um, a good-sized, lengthy book to go over the full catalog of abuses, the long train of horrors. But just to remind people in, in brief, we, uh, we remember the phony dossier. We remember the completely fabricated, wholly constructed narrative about Russian collusion. We remember people being thrown in prison on the pretext of that narrative. We remember, for example, how they took out the president's first national like Flynn, who had been a critic of the deep state and the security state. Uh, he was framed and he was financially ruined. And uh, ultimately, although he hasn't said this to me, I'm just divining here based on what I think we all have divined, which is that um, faced with complete and total destruction by DOJ, um, ultimately then felt that he was forced to plead guilty to, of course, the crime he most assuredly didn't commit. We remember that. We remember Carter Page. We remember George Papadopoulos. Paul Manafort, another great example. The, this one I think I talked about enough in my view. If he has a book out now, I haven't read it. I presume people can read it and learn a lot more. But in very short form, Paul Manafort, who um, – so again, this shows you how far back this has been going um, – when, uh, when President Trump was flying high on the polls in 2016, what do they do? They take out his then-campaign chairman, Paul Manafort. And the, that was uh, based on uh, this notion that he had been um, illicitly helping Ukraine. This was, I guess, before the best thing you could possibly do in the eyes of the uh, media was to help Ukraine. But he was advising um, uh, the, the then uh, president of Ukraine. And then later on, they jailed Paul Manafort uh, for simplifying here, but basically for not properly registering as a foreign agent and for not properly paying taxes on his overseas income. Now, um, he asserts his complete and total innocence on both of those points. Uh, but what's, what's even more fundamental and important than that is that tax laws are extraordinarily complex, particularly when you're dealing with overseas consulting contracts as are the laws governing who is a foreign consultant and advisor versus who is a foreign lobbyist. If we jailed every single person in Washington, D.C., who provided advice to a foreign government and, and in their minds to advance the interests of the United States, we would have to put tens of thousands of people in prison. The way that these laws are written, 
you can put anybody in jail if you want to. I'm going to stop there with a list of FBI abuses and DOJ abuses because it'll take up the whole show. But, but my point is, is that you have this long runway of police state authoritarian tactics to jail anyone and everyone associated with Donald Trump and to plant false narratives in the media consistently uh, using um, deep state intelligence methods, the kind of disinformation campaigns that have been perfected in overseas contexts are now being weaponized against our own citizenry. So this is the apex of all of that. In, in some here, the, the, the use of the FBI 90 days from a midterm election when President Biden is the lowest polling president in history, we're in a recession, we have more domestic crises happening and foreign policy crises happening simultaneously than ever before in American history, to in that moment, um, and if we're to believe media reports, uh, based upon the notion that the National Archives has a different view of what should be archived than the person who has sole authority to so determine, the president, to conduct a raid on that basis. I mean, this is, this is North Korean-level thuggery. It really is. That's all I can say. And Stephen, get into that because that's allegedly. Well, first of all, if if anyone wants to know if this wasn't political or that this was politically motivated, I mean, obvious. Every everyone listening to the show knows it was politically motivated. But then the FBI took that information of the raid, leaked the details of the raid to the New York Times, which is where you go, you know, when you're a liberal. But you know, talk about the classification process a little bit further. The allegation here is that uh, you know, essentially, you should have turned this some information over to the National Archives and shouldn't be in possession of potentially classified information. But get into the fact that the president ultimately has the authority on what's classified and not. Talk a little bit more about that for the audience. Yeah, and so you know, I want to stipulate everything I'm saying here. Of course, is just based on both my my. Um, reading of and, and sort of sifting through what I see publicly reported in the news. And you always have to, of course, you try to have to read in between the lines and then in between those lines and even deeper to try and get sort of what was really being driven out, as well as just my understanding of how, uh, having worked, of course, in the, in the White House for four years, how, uh, how presidencies as a general matter work and how the laws governing classifications as a very general matter work. And so with all that being said, the... Um, the classification authority is the president's and the president's alone. And anybody else who classifies or declassifies in the government is doing so on the delegated authority of the president, right? So in other words, imagine a world in which um, some, some functionary at the National Archives um, said, I think this should be classified. And the president said, any president, any president at all said, I don't think it should be classified. It's not a debate. There's not a contest. There's no tension there. Uh, the president wins 100% of the time, every time, because it is the president's duty to decide which of our nation's secrets should meet that standard and which shouldn't. And we know, of course, over time, the deep state has grossly abused the classification authority for all manner of reasons, again, more than we have time to get into here. And then at other times, they've leaked information that is properly classified, uh, in order to, to hurt a political opponent, and we saw that consistently. Uh, we also saw, for example, how many um, of the president's phone conversations or, um, you know, or, um, or transcripts of calls with foreign leaders uh, were leaked in some form or another, you know, which really does in a very severe way jeopardize our national security. But the point of this is to say that um, 
that just is on its face preposterous to suggest, just in, in any context with any president, that if, because remember, Hillary Clinton wasn't the president uh, when she asked to wash 33,000 emails and conducted all of her business as Secretary of State on a, on a server. So, the, um, so any attempt, even as a, as a legal matter, um, in a general sense, to, um, uh, to say that, well, uh, classification laws would apply in the same manner is, is hogwash. The, the president has that authority. It's his alone. That's how the government functions. He can decide who gets a security clearance, who doesn't get a security clearance, and so on and so forth. Um, to, to have any other view of it right, is, to, is to, in effect, say that a permanent bureaucracy not our elected leader controls our nation's information. That would be in full-throated embrace of authoritarianism. Now, since I mentioned the Hillary thing, I want to make another point on this, which is that to show you the um, uh, no one in history has ever done what Hillary Clinton did. In other words, while sitting Secretary of State to create a homebrew, illegal, private email server to conduct all state business, thereby depriving the National Archives of all relevant historical information and otherwise, um, and then to erase all those records at the same time as millions, tens of millions of dollars are flooding into the Clinton Foundation from the very people that Hillary is meeting with. In other words, what is almost certainly contained within those emails is evidence of, of the greatest pay-for-play scheme in human history. So in other words, while Paul Manafort was being sentenced, in effect, to a life prison to die in jail because he provided advice to a, um, to a leader of Ukraine, uh, Hillary Clinton, and this has been documented by Peter Schweitzer and others, is engaged in a pay-for-play scheme and, with consciousness of guilt, is conducting that business on an illegal server and then acid-washing it and destroying it, smashing phones, cameras, you remember all this, uh, smashing devices, destroying all the records. I mean, the, if you put this in the plot of a movie like Donnie Brasco, people would say this is incredible because the mafia uh, would never go to such extraordinary lengths. I mean, it's so... It's a cover-up so, so brazen as to defy human imagination. That by contrast, what you're talking about here, again, just based on, on news reports, um, is literally an archivist at the National Archives saying, I know better than the President of the United States what does or doesn't qualify as classified information, which is, is it, is it an unconstitutional view of things? Is it an illegal view of things? Is it an insane view of things? And, of course, if you ever wanted to have that conversation, that conversation could be had in a very uh, polite and respectful fashion, uh, completely outside the bounds of anything even within the universe of law enforcement. So it's my own personal view, uh, I think that you would agree, uh, that this is a, um, um, a completely pretextual completely pretextual basis for a raid to try to ransack through the president's personal information um, as part of the deep state war on President Trump. Uh, and I think any other interpretation of it, any, anyone who thinks that this is just, um, it's, a, um, it's a sincere effort by the FBI to try to look into the, um, the intricacies of the archiving process, if you believe that, um, 
I mean, you're basically you have a non-functioning brain. No, I, I I totally agree. And then you look at the fact that the FBI gave immunity to Hillary Clinton's staffers and then stuck it to Michael Flynn, as you pointed out, or the fact that James Comey had exonerated her before even interviewing her, just the, the complete double standard, because clearly the FBI had a mission. It was to take down uh, President Trump. But y- y- you talk about the deep state and the administrative state. I mean, are, aren't we at a place now as a country where the administrative state, the permanent bureaucracy has more power than even the president of the United States? Well, what I would say is that the, um, is that the, 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 the deep state has amassed uh, more authority over the daily functions of government than the elected branches of government. That is a true statement. Uh, but when you combine that with the power of of corporations that ally with the deep state, like so take, for example, a company like Google, uh, when you combine that then with the power of corporate media to decide what information Americans do or don't have access to, which is then multiplied in this little triumvirate with corporate um, technology power. So in other words, um, a company like Facebook can then say, well, we're going to only promote these or those stories that are coming from the New York Times, the Washington Post, whatever. We'll label other things as disinformation. Um, the, the power collectively between the deep state, the big business allies of the deep state, and then uh, and the media, uh, then now you're talking about orders of magnitude greater power uh, than the elected branches of government. But, and this is the key, is that in 2025, if, uh, if you had a situation in which you elected the right um, House majority, the right Senate majority, you had the American people at your back, and you have President Trump back in the White House, I 100% believe that, without getting into any detail, um, that we absolutely can, we absolutely would, uh, and we would indeed have to, um, ultimately defeat that unholy triumvirate, and we would be successful in so doing. But see, I think there's a lot of people listening to that, you know, because I think a lot of people are discouraged and demoralized right now in the state of the country, and they'll say, okay, I go out and I work for these people, but why didn't they get it done the last time? Well, the important thing to understand is, is that if you go back in time to, if you're doing a podcast in uh, 2014 or 2015, I mean, who's even having a conversation about the deep state? As you know, that was a very niche academic interest um, only but a few years ago. Um, people wrote papers on it, mostly in the context of understanding a lot of our uh, moronic foreign policies. And, um, and it was something that was given very little, if any, attention at all by conservatives as a whole, by Republicans as a whole. The deep state came out of the shadows to try to stop President Trump at every single turn. And that's one of the reasons why in 2017, uh, the, the, uh, the majorities in Congress then, particularly led by Paul Ryan, uh, were ill-equipped to, to deal with it. Because if you had been a Republican um, who'd spent 30 years in Washington, and that was the, like, you know, the last of like your two years in Washington, um, this is not something you'd thought about a single solitary day in your entire life. Um, the, the Republican Party of today, as led by Donald Trump, and with the new 
lawmakers that we are in the process of electing, and you see some of these people all, you know, say as an example, like a J.D. Vance in, in Ohio. We are creating in real time a new Republican Party that will indeed be equipped and, to, and you need to have Congress. You need to have Congress ally with you to achieve this mission. Because a lot of this also has to do with uh, being in a position to use the funding mechanism to be able to bring uh, your, um, to bring some of these recalcitrant agencies to heal. Um, but uh, heal is an H-E-E-L. Um, but the, um, but those stars are aligning now if we do the hard work now of first beginning to get those members elected in 2023 and then recruiting a whole second wave to come in in 2025, uh, in particular uh, on the Senate side, which has been lagging far behind and where we're going to have a lot of opportunities. But I understand people's pessimism. Uh, if you've heard anything that I've said at this point in time, but Donald Trump is the person who is the only one that has the force of will, the force of personality, the sheer unbending determination to see this mission through. And I would frankly say that the, the best revenge, the best justice against the FBI's uh, political persecution of President Trump is to get him back into the White House um, in 2025. Quick commercial break. Back with Stephen Miller on the other side. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to fourpatriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. How much dismantling could a Republican-led Congress and a Republican president do of the federal government? Because I think every American now realizes that this massive centralized government is the biggest threat to America that we are facing. So how much can they dismantle it? They could do an enormous deal. I mean, if you take, for example, like the um, uh, the FBI, I mean, the um, you could completely restructure the entire organization. Uh, just using the appropriations process alone, and you could um, you could basically empower all the people who need to be empowered and disempower all the people who need to be disempowered. Uh, this would apply, of course, to any federal agency, CDC, um, FDA, you know, with respect to all of the uh, the COVID tyranny, and uh, certainly true in uh, the context of the State Department, which has an enormous deep state. Uh, but that would be combined with than the President of the United States uh, then using his constitutional authority as well to reshape the bureaucracy. And I think there's a lot more um, authority that people realize that the President has, notwithstanding um, some of the civil service laws that have been passed, that I would argue uh, in many cases are themselves unconstitutional. I think a lot of that will be uh, will have to be litigated in court. but. And then you also, you're building a team, right? So, um, so you know, for example, I run a nonprofit, America First Legal, uh, that does an enormous amount of litigation against the radical left and the Biden administration and the um, woke corporations, woke schools, et cetera. But so in the process of doing that, right, we're creating a team of incredibly talented attorneys who would be in a position to serve in a new administration, be in a position to be general counsels, um, or agency attorneys, and to be able to ensure that the bureaucracy 
is reformed in a very fundamental way. One thing I want to say, though, just because we're talking earlier, so don't get misunderstood, is that with respect to all these stories about uh, about classify this and classify that, I think just going back an even greater step, it's important to note that um, the uh, the deep state lies, what they feed to the reporters are lies. Uh, the your your default assumption should be everything you're reading is trying to push you in some way. The we are witnessing so. It, what we are witnessing is an attempt to frame, as has always been the case, the president. An attempt to frame what is surely one of the most innocent men <laughs> to ever serve in public office, because they've been trying to get something on him, uh, DOJ and attorneys generals in, in New York and uh, Georgia, everywhere for years and years and years. And so before we even get to, because I was making a point that everyone needs to understand how classification works. Uh, but none of that should be understood as exceeding uh, any of the points in these stories. The, um, I can assure you that anything that President Trump's um, staff, what have you, because it's not like a president's personally involved in, uh, in packing, up, um, packing up boxes. I mean, that is just, you have to be, you know, nothing about government, government to think that, you know, presidents, when they're leaving, sit down and start going through filing cabinets. But I can assure you that whatever process was done by staff and attorneys in, in, in that case um, was, uh, was completely and totally um, rigorously compliant with whatever the rules are and has been since then. And I'm sure, as the statement alluded to, he's gone above and beyond to try to appease uh, these archivists um, who've been um, – who've been uh, pushing these various claims. My point, which I think just to go back to, just have it clear for everybody, is that even if you were to indulge the various fantasies being pushed in these stories, they're predicated on a theory of the law that is on its face wrong and indeed unconstitutional. It, is, it would be impermissible to have a view of the presidency in which his view of where a... Uh, of, of whether a record is marked a certain way is subordinate to the view of the bureaucracy. That would be a constitutionally impermissible view. Uh, so I just want to make sure that we're very clear on that. Well, I, I think you, you hit the, the point earlier when you were talking about, I mean, this is the most investigated man maybe in American history, and the most they can come up with is a dispute with the National Archives over some documents. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you, what about abolishing the, the FBI? So I would, my answer to that is that, the, um, is that there's a lot of great reform ideas out there, um, whether it's replace it with a new institution, whether it's uh, reorganize it from the ground up. Uh, I think the answer is, is that um, people need to do their homework um, over the next two years, um, sort of like a, like a long transition, if you will, uh, not the three months of a normal presidential transition, and really figure out what is going to be um, what is going to be the best way to accomplish the mission as quickly and as urgently as possible. As I sit here with you today, I don't have that answer. I have I have ideas of what ought to be done, but what I can say as a general matter is that the end result is quite clear and unambiguous, which is that the FBI needs to get the hell out of politics, and more specifically, um, the hell out of playing the role of deciding in their mind who does or doesn't get to be president, and they need to get back to the business, whether you call them the FBI or you rename them or whatever you do, they need to get back to the business of 
dismantling organized crime in America. You know, we once had in this country a massive sprawling network of organized criminals that were known then as the mafia. And the FBI, realizing that local law enforcement couldn't handle this alone, it was too large, it was too powerful, set about the decades-long task of dismantling it to the point now where I think it would be safe to say that, um, that Italian organized crime is not a major driving factor in American life at this point in time because of the FBI's hard work. The, um, but there are now all different kinds and manner of transnational criminal organizations operating in this country, and then they're feeding drugs and weapons into street gangs that are operating in almost every city in America, and that should be the business of federal law enforcement, to dismantle these international networks that are killing our children, that are poisoning our cities, that are making our neighborhoods unsafe, that are causing people to live in the grip of terror. That's what they should be doing, and that needs to be the ultimate end goal of any reform effort. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, as it's, what legal options does President Trump have in front of him to, to fight back as they target him here? Well, although I run a legal organization, I myself am not an attorney, which is part of the reason why I think that I'm exactly the person who should be leading a legal organization, because you need to have that, that, um, that 30,000 foot view above the legal details of strategically where we're trying to go and what we're trying to do and how we're going to get there. So there would be others who would be better answering that question than me in terms of what kinds of suits and motions and um, legal tactics could be deployed. But what I would say, which is uh, a bit more in my realm, is that our task right now is to elect the largest number of real conservative fighters that we possibly can in November. Real, serious conservative fighters who are going to go in and who are going to use the subpoena powers and the investigatory powers of Congress to expose every single fact that needs to be exposed and to issue criminal referrals and contempt referrals everywhere they must, and to pursue impeachments anywhere the facts lead, so that we can restore what is the centerpiece of the whole American experiment, which is the impartial rule of law, the idea that, that the law is blind. And that's something that we've lost, and if we don't get it back, the American, the American experiment itself won't survive. I agree with that. Uh, Stephen Miller, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with before we go? No, I would just say that the one thing that I still think I alluded to earlier that needs to be investigated, and I alluded to it, is what was the Clinton Foundation doing when she was Secretary of State? Remember, we talk a lot about the emails, but I want to really hammer this home. We don't talk about the reason for the cover-up. She didn't delete 33,000 emails for fun. She didn't create a homebrew server because she thought it would have better wireless connectivity. There was a forethought, a consciousness of guilt, a desire to cover up something of such magnitude, such intensity, such sprawling reach, that she went to this profound length. That aspect of it, in other words, Digging into the records of the Clinton Foundation, its associates, its networks, and everyone connected to it, that work still hasn't been done. 
All we've ever been told is that Comey wasn't going to prosecute over the mishandling of classified information by a secretary of state on a homebrew server. The underlying scandal, the thing that was covered up, still, still has not been meaningfully probed, let alone given the full weight of the government um, into an investigation. So that still needs to be done. And so we, we can't lose sight of the fact that, um, that there's still a unfinished investigation in American history, not to mention we're going to get into today, of course, the Hunter Biden probe and the Biden family corruption scandal. So both of those need to be addressed uh, with force come January. 100% agree. Uh, Stephen Miller, thanks for joining the show. I appreciate your time. Thank you. for joining the show and thank you for you at home listening every monday every thursday the truth with lisa booth please go to apple leave us a review give us five stars let us know what you think of the show and i want to thank my executive producer john cassio for putting it all together until next time Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.